See, everybody's back for more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's just open up in a word of prayer this morning. Precious Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, once again, Lord, for giving us this opportunity, Lord, to come to your house, Lord Jesus. And, oh, God, just to fellowship, Lord, with your people, Lord God. And we pray you bless this day, Lord. Bless the Sunday school service, Lord Jesus. And, oh, God, just speak to all of us, Lord Jesus, as we're on this journey of life. Father God, and we just need you to guide us and keep us, Lord. Bless this topic and be with us this morning. We commit the service into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Praise the Lord. So I thank the Lord. The the lot has fallen on me again to give another Sunday school lesson, as uh, Brother Bob put it. So um, we're going to get right into it by the grace of the Lord. So I'm sure from the last Jubilee Sunday school, you've been spending You've been saving, you've been hopefully paying off some debt, and uh, hopefully you've also been giving. So um, that's a, it's a daily thing, as I said before, that um, you know, money is one of those things that we, we do daily. In between service, some of us are going to go out and buy lunch, some people are going to eat lunch downstairs. So it's money is always a factor that's, that we have to deal with. But I love Jubilee, and we'll go to the next slide. Because Jubilee always says, you know, no matter how long they had been in bondage, how long they were supposed to stay there. When the year of Jubilee come of the Jubilee, when the trumpet sounded, every man could go free if he wanted to go free. And as we talk about financial Jubilee, remember, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about all of God's promises that's there for us, there for us if we want it. But again, the world has many, many things set up to prevent us from going on with the things that we hear in God's word. But money is one of those things, again, we can all relate to. From the youngest to the oldest, we can relate to it. Those who are handling money well, you got kids coming up. You got grandkids coming up. So all of these lessons need to continue. And they need to see us being examples so they can see. Because the world and the devil, he's setting examples. He's setting things up that they can see. And they're looking at our lives. How are we handling this thing called money? Next slide. And our prophet in 1965, way before I was born, many of you were probably younger, some of you were born after this, said, clean your lives up, pay your debts. Oh, no man. Jesus said, get all things off your hands. Get everything right. Make ready. Get ready. Remember, in the name of the Lord, something is fixing to happen. Praise the Lord. Keep that always in your mind as we live our lives, that we should have clean lives, paying our debts, owing no man, just the way Jesus said, getting all things off of our hands so that we're ready. We're ready for whatever the Lord has for us, and we know the promises that he has for us. And our prophet is saying something is fixing to happen. And this is amazing to me, you know, way before I was born, this quote was out there. Of course, I didn't know it till very, very late, (laughs) but it was out there just as the word is out here. All the promises is still there and we need to be able to practice these things so we can believe God's principles and practice them so our faith can grow by the grace of the Lord. Next slide. I'm going to hit on some of the principles, a couple of the principles that we've talked about and kind of put a little context behind it and share a little testimony with it. So we know the principle and we know this and we we all know this and God's word plainly states that God owns it all. He owns it all. 
And if we just pause for a minute and we think that our father, he owns it all. Now, and if we say that, but to really get to where we're believing it, we got to have something to practice on, something that increases our faith that we can believe God truly owns it all. Our father really, really does own it all. We have to manage his resources diligently. That's a, that's that's what his word calls for, for us to be diligent and diligent. That word again, it means characterized by steady, earnest, energetic and painstaking work just to keep something in order. We got to manage what he gives us diligently. Remember, money costs your time. If you waste money, you're wasting the time that you put in to earn that money. Be patient. We know we heard that message last week about patience. Wonderful. We have to be patient. We have to give God an opportunity to work and avoid debt like a curse. We got to avoid debt like a curse. That's for sure. If you go to the Old Testament, it's a blessing for obedience. God told Moses and he told the children of Israel, said the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give thee rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Amen. Now that was to Israel, and we're spiritual Israel, so we should be even greater than that. And you say, well, how am I going to lend to nations? Well, it's very simple. When you put money into your bank account, a checking account, for example, or a savings account, the bank, they take that money and they lend to other people. That's how they make their money. They charge them a higher interest rate than they would pay you. And that's how they make their money. So if you have money that you're saving in a bank account, you can fulfill that scripture by lending to many. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to feel like we are the head. But in order to do that, we got to fight. We have to fight our way through this. And financially, it's in his word. Of course, there's many, many scriptures, but we got to be skillful fighters in the word of God and what he wants. And of course, I say all of this, you know, as if I, I never made mistakes. And sometimes when I'm talking to the kids and I'm all charged up and I'm like, oh, you know, but I got to step back and be graceful because I made many mistakes. I learned this from the ground up, my brothers and sisters. From the ground up. And I'm going to share with you my testimony of the biggest mistake that I made. As I told you before, we got into business. We lost all kind of money. I didn't know what in the world was going on. I was paying my tithes. I thought I was living right. And here it was in 2008, the stock market and the the housing market, I mean, went down. My brother and I just losing money left and right. And I started saying, Lord, what's going on? As I said before, we, we hustled. We lost a ton of money, but we paid it back. And I started asking God, like, Lord, show me what, what am I doing wrong? I remember laying in the bed thinking, like, Lord, what am I doing wrong? You know, I, I, we, we, were, we grew up poor for sure. And um, as I said before, you know, God gave me the opportunity to go to college. And that was all his grace. That's part of my testimony. I was, um, you know, played around in school and high school. I didn't do hardly anything. We skipped class. and My dad was a worker. He's like, hey, just work. Y'all ain't going to do good in school anyway. You know, you need to work. And um, so my brother, he's a you know construction guy. He worked hard. I tried to hang with my dad, and both of them outworked me out there. I'm like, I got to do something. 
And um, I went to, uh, we moved to a new school, and I remember the principal telling me, she said, look, if you skip school like how you've been doing, you're going to jail. You can't do that here. And I'm like, okay, we're going to see. What happened that day was very odd, though. The first class, I believe it was the first or second day, it was the last period of the day. And the teacher, that teacher was an English teacher, very stern teacher. But some reason she looked at me and she said, oh, my God, you you you're going to do great. You're going to do amazing. I'm like, I looked around like, who's she talking to? The principal came by the class that day. She brought me in the hallway, this teacher, and said, do you know this young man? I still don't know what she was talking about. The principal was looking at her like, you don't know this young man. But by the grace of the Lord, that started something in my life that allowed me to just start doing well. And God just transformed my life. I was able to go to college, learn some things I thought I learned. I started studying business in in college and got out of college. And of course, you know, I'm making more money than I, I ever thought I would make. And got married to my my beautiful wife and we're living life you know money coming in and money going out every day if we had a good budget I budgeted but I didn't know what I was doing everything came in everything went out and that lasted for years and I remember we started looking about we got a house and then you know we wanted to move to another neighborhood and let's go to the next slide and um they, had, they were building a new house, and I was like, yes, I'm going to take care of my wife. We're going to get a new house. Man, we're going to live it up. And we went to the house, and I had no money. Again, I was working. And we got this house, and I took out, I told you, a 40-year loan. 40-year loan. Had two mortgages to pay for this home. And this is one of the mortgages. It was 302000 you know, in Maryland, a different price, a different price range up north, 302000 It was 6.375 interest rate, 40 years. All right. And 1700 was the payment. Yes, I, I thought, yeah, we could pay that. I budgeted out. I'm like, yeah, we could pay that. Let's say, hey, let's get this house. We're going to be happy. But as God started dealing with me and money and I started being diligent with his resources, I started looking at this after we paid out all that business debt. And I'm like, Lord, God, you know, what's going on? And I start being diligent with the money that he was giving me. And as I was looking at this and started really looking at what I had signed up for. And I realized, oh, my Lord, the interest on this loan is going to be five hundred something thousand. The total, if I just let this thing stay as it is, I would be paying eight hundred thousand for a home. Eight hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars extra that I never intended to sign up. I just wanted this house. I was thinking I was going to get three hundred thousand for this house. But see, you see how how the devil, he gets us into these bonds that we're not thinking about it. We're not planning on doing. I just wanted a house for my family. But the devil, he's out there to take the resources that God has given us to be a blessing and take it and give it to Wells Fargo. I mean, I'd much rather give Terrence 100000 instead of giving Wells Fargo 500000 yeah. Don't ask for it, Brother Terrence. <laughs> but truly, I, instead of giving 500000 extra to Wells Fargo, what if I said, God, if I had that money, Lord, what would you have me do with it? Well, that's what our father wants. That's what he wants from us. But thank God for his word, that jubilee. It says no matter how long you had been in bondage or was supposed to be in bondage, you could go free. But I called around. I was starting investigating. I said, you know, 
here's the situation. We got a ton of debt. I'm just paying bills, living paycheck to paycheck, started emailing anybody I could find. And I remember one person saying, hey, look, you need to get rid of this house. You're in over your head. And I'm like, I do, but I got a baby. We had two kids. I'm like, Lord, God, what do we do? But thank God for his grace. Praise the Lord for his grace. Let's go to the next slide. So now the people today are expecting God to reach down. Get them by the neck, say, yes, that's right. You bring me out, clean me up, heal me, and I'll believe you. God doesn't do his business that way. He gives you the promise, but you have got to fight for every inch of ground that you possess. Praise the Lord. That's it. He wanted us to fight our way through. My, my, my. So we started praying. I started getting my wife and saying, okay, we got this situation. We're going to have to cut down on everything that we have. I didn't know if we were going to sell this house or not. But no matter what, we had a 40-year loan. 2007, 2047 would be paid off. If we kept what the world had signed us up for and I kept living my life. And I could. I could have just kept going on. But after God starts showing me this stuff and I'm like, okay, we need to fight our way through. We cut down. And this is the same thing if you're in this situation or if you can start seeing what God has for you. If you apply these principles, you can see where he will take you. My, my, my. So we started fighting, cutting down, stop eating out. And these are hopefully you're getting principles as I'm talking through all of this. Cutting down, we start saying, okay, instead of eating out, like we used to eat out all the time. And we would always be at restaurants and we pay for everybody. It's like, man, we just living it up. 300, 200. I mean, every Sunday was going out with somebody. But after this, we start cutting down. My goodness, we start saying, hey, we're going to have a budget. I'll eat out $50 a month. You know, that's it. We're going to enjoy that Mickey D's. We're going to max it out with coupons. But it tastes so much better. I'm telling you, when you know what you're doing and you're letting God lead you, it tastes. I mean, it was like steak. Man, you wanted every French fry to last. I'm telling you. But that's the gratefulness that started coming out. If something broke, we started fixing it because it was like, hey, we cannot spend anything extra. We got a problem. We got a 40-year problem on our hand. We're in bondage. Praise the Lord Jesus. And we started knuckling down, selling things that we didn't need, and just being diligent. Still enjoyed ourselves. But everything we just cut down. Cut down. We started using cash instead of credit cards and things like that. Right. Sister Alicia would go to the store and, yeah, you could, people got to wait behind you as you take out cash and you count it out and something goes over instead of your credit card, you slide it, right? Something, 10 cents go over, a dollar, $30, $40. But when you cut down, we had to do this. Just cash. But we could still designate what we want. We could still say, okay, I want, you know, $300 in groceries every two weeks. But let's hold it to that. Okay, that's being diligent. You can decide as a family what we're going to do together. Okay, if your wife likes to shop, she might want 300. Well, brothers, you may have to work a little harder. (laughs) If she wants 500, talk her down a little bit maybe. But designate what you want to give and manage that. That's how you start getting diligent. And we did that. By May of 2013, five years later, Still owed $240,000. Still trying to make it, fighting our way through. By the grace of Almighty God, praise the Lord. And this is where the grace of God comes in. See, he's our father. He owns it all. As you start listening to him and obeying his principles, he started adding grace to it. 
He gives you grace. You're still fighting your way through, but he's giving you grace in your fight because he knows you will win. That's the wonderful thing about our father, right? If you fight, you will win. If you're expecting to not fight, you will lose. You see, that's he's letting that 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 be known. Okay, we have to fight our way through every inch, all of the promises. We know we have to fight our way through. By August of 2017, and, and, and we see we still wanted certain things. I remember saving for a fence. This was a big thing my wife and I always talked about. We wanted a fence in our backyard. And after we got away from credit, we started saving for those things. So I finally saved up $10,000 for a fence. Big yard. Like, yes. But this debt was staying right at me. And I said, Lord, God, okay. I remember having a little conversation. What do you think? Okay, do you think we'll get this fence? Or put it on the debt. And she didn't really think much. She said, oh, well, if you want to put it on the debt. So once I got that green light, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I won't ask two times. <laughs> it's going on the fence. It's going on the house. I'm sorry. So we take that 10000 put it on the, on the house. Brought it down like, wow. Behind every loan, there's something called an amortization schedule. And it gives you the breakdown of every payment and every interest charge. If you have debt. I think that's a very important thing for you to have because it'll show you your interest cost. So as I started seeing this interest cost at every extra payment I would make, I would be saving something. And I knew God wanted me to have this at Wells Fargo. So if I could pay a little extra and in turn cut out some of that interest, one extra payment, I would save $1,700 a month. One extra payment, I would save $1,700. Okay. So as I started looking at 500000 pay one extra payment, it will cut down, I would pay it. Wow. Started feeling the benefit of that $1,700 that God would have for me instead of me paying it off to Wells Fargo. By the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, his grace, by August of 2017, I made the final payment on that house. By his grace. By his grace. So I stand here believing what I'm saying. It is impossible. 240000 I don't make that kind of money by the grace of the Lord Jesus. But by his grace and his grace adding to it, blessing, doing different things, a job, a bonus will come through and things like that. And I would put it on the house. Forget it. I didn't want to buy something extra. I wanted to save that $500,000. By the all grace of God. And it's the same promises that for, is for all of us. Let's go to the next slide. He says, if you've got a shadow of the power of God in you, you got power to do it. God is omnipotent. See what I mean? The power that's in you will make. You could speak a world into existence and go live on it. Hallelujah. There you are. That's what power is in the church now, but it's controlled by a law. It's a law of faith. Jesus said all things are possible to them that believe. And if you can believe it, whatever God will lead your soul to believe, pay attention to these words, whatever he will lead your soul to believe, that is yours. Every place the soles of your foot can set upon by faith, God gives it to you. Amen. It's yours. You possess it. If you can find the key to this law of faith that opens it to you, if you are son of God, you are daughter of God, that never leaves you. It's with you all the time, but your faith gets away from it. But it's still there. 
And I, I stand here to say, and that's what's happening even with this word, this message that we have. It's ours. But our faith gets away from it. Gets away from, is it really a rapture? Does God really owns it all? Does he really? My. So you can see the fight that we're in, brothers and sisters. We have to fight our way to get to where our faith can hold to these promises. If not, we already know. We know what will happen. Although we're born again, but we won't be effective. But by the grace of God, if we could hold on to it and our faith can grow in the smallest of things, it will continue to grow. So after seeing God do that in my life from nothing by his grace, you see, it doesn't just apply to money. My faith can anchor a little strong and like, Lord, you have these special promises for us, Lord, that we can speak worlds into existence. It's not just a fable. It's the truth. We're going to seem crazy, but we need some in our life to where we know, hey, you might think I'm crazy, but I paid off a 40 year loan within seven, 10 years. It was gone. That's crazy. That's crazy. Especially coming from where I come from. Coming from both nothing, but to see God come on the scene, just to stand behind that faith. It just increases your faith. And as I shared with you, the testimony of my dad and the how, it's just so much. Because as you start holding on to God, you you start going to him for everything. Like, Lord, do you want me to use the money for this? Lord, is it another avenue? Lord, what do you, what would you have me to do? And you're waiting on him. You're fighting to wait. You're fighting with the patience to wait. Even if you have the money, you're like, Lord, would you want me to do this? Lord, you know, do you want me to change your vehicle right now or, or wait a little longer? You know, and he'll balance those things out in your life. Each person, he'll balance it out because he knows what he's expecting. But we have to be in that spot where we're surrendered enough to where he can guide us through these things. But again, it's fighting to increase our faith. Run through some tips just to remember how to fight in the book of Joshua. Let's go to the next slide. Remember, you've got to be strong and of good courage. You've got to be strong and of good courage. Remember, good courage is different from bad courage. Bad courage will be, I will apply for this credit card. That's bad courage. I will talk to the bank manager about the loan. I'm going to have the courage to do that. No, that is bad courage. Good courage is, Lord, I don't have the money. Father, give me the strength to wait. Give me the strength. Be strong and very courageous. Observe and believe and do what his prophet has told us. All of this you can read in Joshua. Stay in the word. Meditate on it day and night. Remind yourself. I love Philippians. Hey, it says be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. When you feel that anxiety coming up, say, Lord, that word says be anxious for nothing. But all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God. That passes understanding. So keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. That scripture is with me all the time. Because we live in a world, brothers and sisters, where anxiety and anxiousness is always there. Believe me, as we fought our way through, you know, the starter would go out in the car or something happens. And, you know, it's like, man, it's time to buy a new car instead of get a starter fix. But no, I'm not going to be anxious. I had people at the job, you know, and by the grace of the Lord, he gave me a good job. I thank him for it. John, when are you going to get rid of that old car? I'm like, brother, I don't know. But it still drives. Praise the Lord. It takes courage. It takes courage. You walk out there. You see everybody else with their nice cars. And you're like, I could get a nice car, but do I need it? 
right now? Or is it other things, God, you want me to do? Well, you know what? You know, they're going to just have to deal with me driving this minivan around for a while. I know they would probably want me to be in something different, but you know what? Hey, they're going to be happy. And I do this. This is all the time, brothers. This is, this is the fight that we're in. You know, I walk out there. I'm like, why am I feeling embarrassed walking to the van? You know? <laughs> why am I, you know? I'm like, they're going to have to just get used to it. I'm not trying to impress anybody, but this is part of the fight. It's part of the struggle because I want God to lead me, not my emotions. I want him to lead me. Amen. And that's what we have to do. Even with his word, we're going to have to stand there with people looking at you like you're crazy. You believe that you really believe a rapture and you're going to leave the earth. Are you sure? Well, yes, I do. I believe this is personal. Don't be afraid. Do not be dismayed. By the grace of the Lord Jesus. Let's just go on. We're going to go to the next slide. A couple minutes. And as we look in the word, we can see the tactics of the enemy, right? He has wilds. He has tricks. And the word wild means a devious or cunning plan or scheme, especially one used to outwit an opponent or achieve an end. Employed in manipulating or persuading someone to do what one wants. The devil has been doing that from the very beginning, my brothers and sisters. From the very beginning, he hasn't changed that tactic. If he can't get you one way, he'll set you up. And that's what he's doing financially, setting us up so he can rob us of the resources that God wants for us to have that he can use for his honor and glory. And not only that, but just to get to that point where we have that freedom in our life to be led by God. And the wonderful thing about the Lord Jesus, he is not going to hold back. He's going to bless you. He promises that. But we got to learn to wait on him and not be fooled. This little picture on there is this little girl. She's a she's a young girl. She says, your first credit card, use it wisely. And she's looking like she's a young lady now. No, she's being deceived. Amen. That's what that's what the devil does. You start feeling grown when you're able to get a credit card. Again, I got my first VCR on credit at J.C. Penney's. I thought I was a man. I had arrived. Two hundred and something dollars, I recall, for a VCR on credit. Praise the Lord. I, my parents going to be proud of me. My deceived. <laughs> but by the grace of the Lord, he gets us through all of this. Next slide real quick. Be patient. Got to be patient through all of this. Achan, the, the, the interesting thing about Achan, if you read this chapter, it's, just, it's a sad, we know it's a very sad story. It cost a man his entire family. But if you read in um, Jericho, of course, when he took the spoil and they lost men in Ai. When they went to Ai and conquered Ai, do you know God told them in that city after Achan had died and gone through all that? He told the Israelites they could keep the spoil in that city. I said, my, had he waited one more battle, one more battle, he could have gotten the spoil in the other city. So God has these things for us, but he knows why he wants us to wait and he will bless. I see it. I believe it. He will bless if we learn to wait on the Lord by his grace. As we fight to believe, let's go to. The next slide, keep going to the next, let's be the last slide, keep, keep going through. We'll end on this note. The musicians can get ready. Next slide. Keep, keep going. Right here. You guys know the story. You remember the story Brother Brenham told of the, the, the elderly lady and her son was a businessman working in India 
And Charity came by and they wanted to find out why this woman was living in this condition. And um, she was poverty stricken and someone turned her into the authorities and authorities came by and they said, you know, do you have anybody to help you? Anybody in your family that can help you? She said, well, I got a son. He's the sweetest young, young man. He's been over there for about 10 years and he's just, um, I can't tell him. I can't tell him I'm in this condition. And um, they kept talking to her and said, but you know, he sends me the prettiest pictures. She said, I keep them in my Bible. So across the floor, they went, the old mother, and she picked up the Bible and began to lay them out. The investigator looked at them. She was a rich woman. What were they? They were bank drafts from India. They had pretty pictures on them. Where did she find them? In her Bible. She was rich and didn't know it. Where did she find it? In the Bible. You don't have to act like the world. You don't have to go around all bound up. You're rich. Where do you find it? In the Bible. You just looked it over and thought it was just a picture book. True story, but it isn't. It's God's word. You, each one of us, my brothers and sisters, we are rich people beyond a shadow of a doubt. But we got to fight to believe this word, the promises. God has them all for us. Fight your way through. Fight for your children. Fight for your family. Remember, we win if we fight. Fight. Fight every day. You know, brothers and sisters, I come up here with a smile, with joy. But every day I'm fighting. Every day I'm fighting for the promises of God. So keep fighting in Jesus' name. Musician, drop and come on.